0: It's time for Sports Specs with Sam and Spence.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. I am your host, Sam Parsons, joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr.
0: Spencer Vermeer. Spence, what's happening? Uh, looks like a little snow today and kind of a big change from yesterday. Uh actually had the day off yesterday, so we weren't able to really discuss all of these picks, so... Kind of go, both of us going in blind to uh, what we've got going on here in the very near future. Yeah, the, the sunshine was short-lived, but yes. uh, the sun shines on
1: in the football season. Uh, we are about to enter bowling season for college football. We've also picked out a few uh, bowl. yes, yeah, so we've picked out a few bowl games to talk about. Uh, we're also, as always, going to be talking about uh, some of the interesting games for NFL Week 15 coming up. But first. As always, uh, we begin with our report card from last week. Spence, it was another week in which we went blow for blow, but uh, not in a very good way. Mm. We talked about Iowa versus Iowa State men's basketball last week. It was the first time that we discussed a basketball game here on the show. Uh, We did that because there was only one college football game on the docket last week. Iowa was a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over 20th-ranked Iowa State. Spence picked the Hawkeyes. I picked the Cyclones. And uh, even though Iowa was without their star player they smoked iowa state and uh covered the spread easy so spence you got that one right but then we looked also at the only college football game of the week for fbs and that was the classic army navy game Mm -hmm. navy was a two and a half point favorite and they lost in overtime by three to army i picked army spence picked navy so i got on the board with that one and we entered sunday tide
0: yeah Uh, another bad prediction was I was thinking one of us is going to just have a monster week and uh, just kind of really take over and that didn't really happen either we basically uh, went blow for blow like you said and ended up with the same record, so I'm thankfully that won't go into my personal uh, record because that was also wrong for (laughs) the entire week.
1: Uh, Then we get to the NFL games, and uh, yeah, spoiler alert, uh, it was similar for both of us. Spence, you went one for two with your individual picks this week. You accurately predicted the Eagles-Giants game. That spread was seven, and the Eagles covered by a lot more than seven. Mm. So good going there. That was a nice, stress-free win for you. True. But uh, you you whiffed on the Vikings, and I get to gloat about that one even though I didn't pick it uh, for my Official picks. Uh, I did say I put my pride on the line and said that Lions would cover, uh, even as one and a half point favorites. Uh, they won by eleven. Uh, you were a bit incredulous at the fact that a ten and two team was a uh, underdog to a five and seven team. But that's why it goes farther than wins and losses, my man.
0: No, I I get that, and especially <laughs> considering how the Lions have been playing lately, and they played the same way again.
1: I, on the other hand, went 0-for-2 with my individual picks. That's been an unfortunate trend for me this year. I have not been good with these uh, all season long. I had Miami covering as 3.5-point favorites over the Chargers, and they lost. I was really surprised with how just lost Tua looked against a defense that was playing a bunch of practice squad players, but we'll talk about that, I guess, uh, soon uh, coming up, but I also had Seattle covering as four-point favorites over the Panthers, and they lost outright. So as I said, that's that's the last time I'm picking the Seattle defense for anything uh, because I'm just done with them. So there's that. <laughs> then our game of the week was 49ers-Buccaneers. Spence, I know we didn't want to talk about this game. We did not want to I didn't it. want to talk about this either, game, and you
0: just outright decided, well, that should be our game of the week and, and because, made us both talk about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, you know, I gotta, I'm going to defend that again. It was relevant to the NFC playoff picture, probably the most relevant national game of the week. Week. We talked about it. I'm glad we did because I picked it right and you didn't. Uh, the Niners blew the box out of the water. It was Brock o'clock. And I, uh, I've i accepted Brock Purdy as the next Tom Brady, not fielding any questions about it. So there we go. Final score from last week was me too. Spence also too. Just like last week, that did not move the needle much at all with our percentages on the year. I'm at 48.1%. Spence, you're at 44.4%. So time is running out if we want to get back over 50
0: Wow <laughs> let's let's see what we got for this week
1: We have both spent very brief times this season over 50% but not long enough and uh, yeah lately we have we've been struggling so yeah let's let's see if we can get bounce back this week. We'll start with college football as usual for this week's picks and uh, like I said it's the first week of bowl games we picked three bowl games out to talk about our first one. And it's it's a little bit out of left field, but this is the only ranked matchup this week in college football. That's why we picked it. It is the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, number twenty. <laughs> some of these bowl, I've got to go ahead and say outright, some of these bowl names are going to be funny. Like uh, they're going to maybe even sound insulting to the teams that are playing in them. That'll that'll be the case for a few weeks. But anyway, Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, number twenty-five, UTSA. That's University of Texas San Antonio is a one-and-a-half-point underdog to number 24, Troy. Didn't think we'd be talking about UTSA versus Troy on this show. Oh, come here, on. Here we come are. Come on now.
0: <laughs> so, Spence, I'll let you have the
1: floor. What Look, do you think about this? A
0: game of this magnitude, I'm not telling anybody listening that what they don't already know. I mean, everyone <laughs> out there has watched these two teams play at least nine times each, haven't <laughs> they, this this year? You have, haven't you? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love Troy football. <laughs> All right. Uh, Seriously, though, yeah, we we don't get these games in the Midwest very often, if at all. Uh, So we're kind of just going by with uh, what we can see uh, from the computer as to what's going on. Uh, Looking at defense uh, first, Troy's for the season has definitely been better than San Antonio's. But UTSA counters with a whole lot of offerings. They got a veteran team really from top to bottom. None of these UTSA players are, you know, Going into a large program, uh, expecting to maybe play two years and then get into the NFL, mm-hmm. so it's it's a team that's got a lot of uh, cohesiveness, uh, and their stat-wise for defense isn't great, but uh, especially in scoring defense. But there's a caveat to that; they had three games go overtime uh, in their season for six overtime periods, and that inflated their scoring defense numbers quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team put up over 400 yards against Texas. It's hard to do that. And they can run with a lot of teams, and I think they're going to again against uh, Troy. Uh, I even get points by picking U- UTSA, and I'm gonna fight until the game is done in the Alamo. I either win or I die. <laughs> I'm gonna go with San Antonio on this one.
1: Well said, Spence. You know, I'm starting to think maybe we should have talked about North Dakota State versus Incarnate Word instead <laughs> uh, for the FCS playoffs. Those really are only other option. But uh, yeah, on paper, because that's all I'm going based off <laughs> of here, I, I I lied a little bit ago. I have not seen either of these two teams play this year. On paper, this is your classic good defense and bad offense playing against a good offense and bad defense Like you said, Spence, though, that uh, UTSA defensive point total has kind of been inflated a little bit by all those overtime games. And uh, Troy's defense, though, it has been borderline top 10 by the numbers this year, and and that, that impressed me. But I think it's important to acknowledge that this game will be played in Orlando, Florida. And uh, that is an area that has historically favored offense more than defense. Frank Harris had a, has had a wonderful season as the quarterback of UTSA, at least uh, by the numbers, uh, for the Roadrunners. And uh, I think this team will be eager to make things right after they went 12-1 and last year and lost their bowl game. So uh, I'll take the points too. We're on the same wavelength with this one. I'll, I'll take UTSA as well. Our next one is the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. It is Louisville versus Cincinnati, so a couple of schools that people might be more familiar with this time. Louisville is currently a one and a half point favorite over Cincy. Spence, what you got in this one? Uh,
0: did you see who's coaching Louisville for this game? I saw, did. You see who's coaching both teams? For this game? <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's a, a wrinkle, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> very, very much so. But uh, you know, I hadn't heard that name probably since he won Super Bowl MVP. I'm talking about Dion Branch, former New England Patriot. <laughs> right, is going to be. The head coach for Louisville in this game because uh, uh, the Louisville coach left to take a different job and uh, kind of similar things that happened over in uh, Cincinnati as well. So, yeah, both starting coaches completely different and also both quarterbacks are, I think, uh, different for the most part. Uh, Louisville's quarterback is going into the NFL draft and their backup in just a few times that he actually played backup and, you know, mop up duty. This isn't putting up anything that leads me to believe that he can carry this team to a win. But since he's quarterback went get down for the last three games, his backup, stat-wise, not much better. Uh, both teams, like I said, have coaches that are replacing head coaches for this game. So what do you base anything on? <laughs> um, I'm going to base this on the Cincy running game. It's going to be uh, Fenway Park and uh, looks like possible rain. Uh, So they're going to have to depend on that to gain any sort of ground on the field, I would think. Uh, I'm going to see a lot of three and outs, I think, in this game. Mm -hmm. I sense Cincy is going to have less of them, and that will just give them more chances at scoring. You know, if you let me bet the over-under instead of the line on this uh, little talk that I have here, then I certainly would, because this screams under to me Mm -hmm. all over the place, as the weather doesn't look good. I'll go Cincy based on what what I've looked at.
1: Yeah, both teams are defense-oriented to begin with. And Mm -hmm. like you said, we're looking at a couple of backup quarterbacks uh, playing in this game. And I also, you didn't mention this explicitly, I think it's funny that Cincinnati's coach, uh, Luke Luke Fickle Mm -hmm. he took a job at Wisconsin so he's not again like we said both of these teams are going to be coached by replacement coaches interim coaches and he is being replaced next year by the coach who's leaving Louisville (laughs) (laughs) is Scott Satterfield so that's just a funny little thing to think about but it has no bearing on this game just again all we need to know is that both uh, interim coaches here are kind of muddying the waters a little bit. But I think I'm with you on this one, uh, Spence. I think ultimately I trust Cincinnati more. I think that they've built up a good roster of players over the last few years. I think that their defense is a little bit better than Louisville's. I think they're all, just overall they're the better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll take the points again because yeah, we're getting points in this one.
0: <laughs> Do you think uh, the new Cincinnati coach, when he starts next season, Do you think he even enters the stadium when they uh, play this game? (laughs) Because anytime they shoot any film of him watching this game, if if he does any sort of emotion toward one team the other fan base is going to go see he wasn't a Louisville person at all or see he's not even left Louisville yet for the Cincinnati fans I just I would just think I would stay home drink a beer and watch this game and stay far away from any cameras
1: I think that's a good I think that would be a good approach if Scott Satterfield is listening right now then he should be taking notes from you Spence our last bowl game that we're talking about this week is the SRS distribution last vegas bowl it's pitting oregon state the 14th ranked team in the country against florida oregon state right now favored by 10 and a half to beat the gators so uh spence you like that or
0: you hate it i can't put my faith in a team whose quarterback is taking his first snaps of the season in a a bowl game against a top 20 team and i'm referring to the florida quarterback oregon state's 15th against the run this year in the nation So I'm going to make a guess that uh, Florida's passing is going to be necessary at some point throughout this game. Florida's also down receivers going into this game. How many things can pile up against Florida? I mean, plus, they've lost their last two. And my opinion, they're going to make it three, and it's going to be by a lot. I think the Beavers of Oregon State are going to win this one comfortably by double digits
1: everything every single thing that you just said right there is exactly the reason i'm also picking oregon state so unfortunately for the bowl games we're going uh just down down the line uh, the exact opposite of last week where we picked opposites every time i'm picking florida oregon state too again I, i feel like i'll just end up repeating everything that you said they've been great at running the ball offensively this year the beavers have uh i don't see that changing this week because florida's defense not good at running so i guess that's the one original point that i'll bring to the table here but yeah no quarterback no receivers for florida i think that if anthony richardson were playing this game the quarterback for florida it'd be interesting because he's, he's mm-hmm. a toolsy guy and i think that this would be a, a good game for his draft stock because he he entered the draft that's why he's not playing okay. um but um he's not so sure. the point is moot so yeah i'll take <laughs> i'll take uh, i'll take the the beavers too and i'm fine giving up 10 and a half points because yeah i think they'll win this one pretty easily so that's it for our college games this week again first week of bowl games coming up exciting stuff Coming up, we'll get to our NFL Picks of the Week, looking at Week 15 of the NFL Slate after a quick break on 104.9 KBOE. Welcome back to Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. We are now ready to dig into Week 15 of the NFL season, starting with our individual picks, Spence and I each taking two games individually here. And Spence, uh, I'll let you start us off. Uh, Where are we going first?
0: We're going to go with the uh, Eagles. They play the Bears. And uh, I'm sorry, after especially the last two weeks, Eagles are beating up on inferior competition, and they still have something to play for, despite the fact that they have the best record in the NFL. They're not at all done with getting the number one seed. And There's just too much to cover about how good this Eagles team has been put together, so just assume that it is uh they've got 6 of their 12 wins by double digits the last 2 by more than 20 they're rolling downhill they're collecting snow and it's going to hurt when that philly snowball hits the bears philly all the way despite giving up all those points i like to play on words there it's going to hurt
1: when uh, the, this the, hurts the because yeah the yes. quarterback, yeah it's gonna go. <laughs> jalen hurts
0: big time for the bears
1: i uh i'm a fan of this pick just as i was a fan of the pick last week when you took him over to new york uh chicago just isn't the same solar system as philly right now their defense is atrocious mm. it's one of the worst in in the game i think philly honestly could rack up 35 points at halftime uh, yeah. by halftime i think that they run away with this thing yeah no qualms here from from my end on this one My first pick this week, I'm going to go to the 49ers at Seahawks game. This is a three-point spread right now favoring San Francisco one note that I want to or actually a couple notes that I want to make mention of is that uh, they just lost Debo Samuel for a few weeks the Niners did luckily the prognosis is not a disaster and they see they sound confident that he'll, he'll be back for the playoffs which is awesome to see because we all want to see Debo Samuel play in the playoffs also Brock Purdy is questionable he uh, has an oblique injury but they're sounding a lot more optimistic about that that he will be playing this week so just wanted to get those out of the way I do think that there's a stinker around the corner with Brock Purdy eventually I think it's just bound to happen when you're Dealing with a quarterback like this, but it's not going to happen this week because Seattle's defense, as I said earlier, it is bad. They're averaging, uh, especially against the run, San Francisco is averaging close to 150 yards a game rushing since their bye week as a team they just ran for over 200 yards against Tampa Bay who was a much better defense than Seattle especially against the run I think Brock O'Clock lives on for at least another week because uh, he won't be asked to do much in this
0: game so give me the 49ers I am perfectly fine with giving up three points McCaffrey just looks like a new human being playing for a team that Mm -hmm. is likely going to make the playoffs as opposed to a team that's likely not every Mm -hmm. other year it seems that he plays so uh, I don't have any qualms with this uh, my one fantasy team that's got Christian McCaffrey has a buy this week so I'm hoping that he doesn't uh, dump all of his yards this week and just kind of saves it up a little bit but of course with Debo Samuel out of the next few that's certainly probably going to help his uh, numbers I would think for the next uh, three weeks yeah he'll get some more usage Definitely. in the
1: absence of Debo for sure I think all right Spence what's your uh, second individual pick here
0: Let's go with the Lions and the Jets in this one. Uh, Mike White uh, back down to earth after he played the Vikings and the Bills. Uh, both teams have lost to the Bills in the last four weeks or so. Lions fared better than the Jets did, almost winning on Thanksgiving. That game really went down to the wire. Uh, they certainly have been putting up some numbers lately, uh, looking back to form when they started the season the best offense in football not quite that scoring wise they had a few uh, down weeks there which kind of brought their numbers down but uh, they're going for uh, 30 plus this week for the sixth straight game Goff looks like the player that everyone thought he could be when he went number one overall in the draft and it just kind of weighs all over that the Lions take this one I think despite the Jets uh, great defense I don't know if uh, Mike White can uh, last as he already has a rib injury for this game, and I can't imagine how much the team is going to be deflated if Zach Wilson at all steps on the field. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Lions, uh, and even worse, if Zach plays at all.
1: Zach is not stepping on the field. He's been inactive, actually, completely inactive for the last few weeks. Their, their top backup has been Joe Flacco, although... Joe Flacco came in in relief briefly for Mike White last week and immediately was trip-sacked, and uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Mm. Mike White definitely gives the Jets the best chance to win. I I still love Mike White, absolutely love the guy. He showed a lot of toughness last week. I mean, he took a vicious hit to the ribs. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, boy, it was hard. Mm -hmm. This game is huge for the Detroit Lions because if they win this game, their path toward the playoffs is... It's going to become substantially more doable. A win here puts them at 7-7 seven and seven with the Panthers, Bears, and Packers left on their schedule. All three of those games, very winnable. Very much. There's that and the fact that the Lions are legitimately playing like a playoff team right now. Honestly, right now, they might be the fourth best team in the NFC. Mm. So their defense... Passable. Still not good. Still not good. That's very much worth mentioning. But the offense is firing on all cylinders. Like you said, I've been loving on this offense all year. I've also loved on the Jets defense. Their jet, the, jet, the Jets defense, very good. But uh, in this battle, I am comfortable with rolling with the Lions as well. Uh, I think this is a good pick for you, Spence, because they are one of the few teams that should be able to push the Jets around up front. All right, we got to take a quick break, one more break, and then we will get back to it with two more NFL picks after this, my second of two individual picks, and then our game of the week. That is all coming up on KBOE. Back with you one more time here with Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. We're talking about two more NFL games here in week 15 before we let you guys go. Starting with my second of two individual picks this week, I'm going to the Cincinnati Bengals at Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Right now, the line is three and a half favoring Cincy. This one's pretty simple as far as my rationale. I think that uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the best teams in the league right now. Just bar none. They're just one of the best. I think that they've been operating well in all phases of the game their run game has oddly enough improved since they moved more to a shotgun exclusive approach kind of midway through the season the talent in the passing game speaks for itself and uh, the defense is playing well one caveat to the talent in the passing game is that t higgins and tyler boyd are both questionable this week they were very much limited last week to just a few snaps each after they got injured but uh, even if they happen to miss this game and uh, get the wrong side of that questionable tag i still have a lot of faith in joe burrow and jamar chase so i'm still good with that there isn't an obvious weakness on the Cincy defense that Brady can pick on all game either. The Bucks are still reeling. I don't believe in them as a real contender. It, it really just boils down to me thinking that, this, that the Bengals are just significantly better
0: in my mind. So I'm once again fine giving up points here and taking the Bengals. Tampa Bay with a lot of stuff to play for because uh, they have not locked up the uh, NFC South by any means, but they also need a team to be able to keep on winning. And boy, after that uh, display from last week they better put in some huge effort to knock off the Bengals. So they got a lot to play for, but I I think uh, so does Cincy uh, in the aspect that they are. So I'm good with your pick.
1: Moving on our game of the week is Miami at Buffalo. It is a pretty uh, pretty easy pick this week. Uh, Dolphins right now are seven-point underdogs to the Bills, but this is a very high-stakes game mm-hmm. regardless.
0: Uh, so, Spence, I'll let you have the floor to start. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, division rivals, uh, both with uh, very similar records, uh, not exactly the same, but uh, Miami was leading that division for a little while until they slipped up uh, the last couple of games. Uh, My biggest concern in this game is the performance of Tua in the last couple of weeks. Can he bounce back in a game that's going to likely have freezing conditions and likely snow in Buffalo? And snow in Buffalo is usually, what, a (laughs) foot and a half? It's not going to be that much, but uh, their version of a dusting is three inches, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're expecting. Uh, I would think both teams depend a lot on the running game just with the weather that they're looking at. And latest report, Jeff Wilson for Miami is probably gonna sit out. Uh, I can see Josh Allen uh, sliding an awful lot in the snow, getting some quick gains, and that could be the difference. I just, I don't know. I don't see Tonga-Vailoa doing the same thing as Josh Allen, that's kind of his thing. Uh, That could uh, be the difference, other than Buffalo knows all about cold. Uh, The line has dipped to seven in favor of Buffalo. It was seven and a half. All the more reason to go uh, Buffalo, I think, when you get rid of that hook. Oh, gosh, Spence. We're going to pick the same
1: ones all down the line this week. Well, I wish you luck then this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about Buffalo. They've actually they have been decimated by injuries this year. I, I, not one of the worst teams in the league in that regard, but they've been hit pretty hard by injuries on both sides of the ball. More than anybody's really talking about either. Josh Allen's been banged up. Offensive line's been banged up. The receiver room beyond Stefan Diggs has been banged up. Defense has been missing several key players in a lot of games. This season, I think there's a bit of a market deficiency right now, inefficiency with the Bills team. I, I think that they're not the stalwart that they were earlier this season when they were healthier. Mm. Uh, and the betting markets, they, they haven't caught up with that. But big, big caveat to that. I think that there are two big reasons why I'm picking Buffalo here. First, that Josh Allen has historically had a lot of success against the Dolphins, more so than he has against any other team in the NFL. And that's saying something because he's Josh Allen. Second, is that Like you said, Spence, this is going to be a snow game, but even more so than you think. You said three inches is about what we're expecting. I saw a report from the National Weather Service this morning that they're expecting nine oh. inches okay, on then. game day. Yeah, nine inches on game day. And important to note there is that Tua Tugnabailoa has never played a football game in his life in below freezing temperatures. I did see that, didn't bring it up, but yes. Yeah, I'm not making that up either. He has literally never played in a football game below freezing temperatures in his whole life. Does that mean that he's incapable of having a good game in the snow? No, it does not mean that, but it does make me more concerned than I would have been otherwise. And I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. I'm still holding out hope that we'll see the Dolphins, this Dolphins offense in particular, get out of the rut that they're currently in. There is too much talent on this offense to make me think otherwise, but I don't think that they'll be getting out of the rut this week. I think Buffalo wins 24 to 10, somewhere around there, and uh, that means I'm fine giving up seven. So unfortunately, we don't have any spiciness this week as far as us going in opposite ways.
0: Maybe in 24 hours, can you look to see what our record is when we pick the same games? Because I remember yeah. we had good weeks one time where we just almost went kind of straight across the board together. And I, I think our average when we pick games together might uh, be pretty decent.
1: That's a good thing to ask about, and uh, I'll I'll actually see if I can look into that. Yeah, that'd okay. be, I think that that'd that be a good little stat, a good little nugget for next week, especially after this week when we have four games that we're going the same way on. Great minds think alike, Spence, and that's what it boils down to. Absolutely. So that's all we got this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you are listening to this in podcast form after it has aired on KBOE, uh, please be sure to rate and review it. We love that feedback. And, uh, yeah, this has been Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. We'll kick it back to the country tunes. So long and have a great weekend, everybody.